gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. I have the only gun on board. Welcome to Con Air. Jessica Benoist Young. And I'm Melody Reeve. And this is Best Line. Worst Line. We're, we're kicking off season three. Woo! I can't that, believe we're here, Joss. I, I know. I You and I committing I, to do something for <laughs> three years. <laughs> that's a feat. That's really a feat. And to kick off season three, we are starting with A very explosive episode, very explosive movie, (laughs) and um, to help us do that, we are bringing back two of our favorite guests. We have Adam Paul and Julissa Castillo. Um, You know them from really super excited several great episodes. Um, I have never seen this movie before. It is not a movie that I would normally. Oh my god! It is not a movie that I would choose. How are you both shocked? Yeah, don't be shocked you. by this. Thank you, Adam. Hey, I don't want. No, don't. I can buy it. I was. Have we learned nothing from this? Thank you. Melanie Very, has seen yes, nothing. That's true. Okay, that's not true. I have <laughs> seen. I have seen. I would be surprised if you saw <laughs> thank it. Thank you, Adam. Um, there are. I have seen movies. This is just not the genre that I would have seen. Um, also, I was right. seven when it came out. That's fair. That's fair. So. True. It just like wouldn't have been on my radar at all. Okay. Right. Who cares how old you were? I'm sorry. Wait. Okay. I just. Fair. Okay. This is a classic. Okay. It just. Okay. I'll stop making excuses. (laughs) Anyway. Cage masterpiece. (laughs) And I. It's a part of the Trinity. Melanie, um, part of the Nicholas Cage Trinity. And I will say, I love it. What's What's the the Nicholas Cage Trinity? Oh, have you not? Okay, we'll we'll get into that. (laughs) Okay, now we can get into it now. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I'm so sorry. Um, I didn't know. I just didn't know if we wanted to beat up on Melanie some more, or we wanted to information going forward. Mm -hmm. Um, it's this. uh, The Rock and Face Off. Our thought of this is is, is, is so. If you're wondering what the this movie is that Adam is referring to, we are of course talking about. Con Air. That's the spoiler. Con Air. Um, Con Air. Con Air, baby. And I freaking loved it. So, <laughs> like, so my whole thing is, Air. I think I saw it when I was a teenager. Like, after it had come out, I think I saw it. And then I didn't... A great st- time to see and it. And didn't really remember <laughs> m- much. Probably wasn't, like, paying much attention. I was probably watching it with friends and, like, not... But John Cusack, come on. True. I probably was like John into it for John Cusack. And then like when John Cusack okay. But I love John Malkovich too, but I didn't love John Malkovich yet. I wasn't really like fully appreciative of John Malkovich at that point. And but I was in a John Cusack phase. So that's probably why I watched it. And so then when Vince Larkin wasn't on screen, I was probably like, okay. Yeah. But then, since then, I've seen it, like, on T- TNT, like, in snippets, just over and over again. So I completely forgot, like, the order of this movie. I 
the plot to me was just like the the main <laughs> premise, which is a great premise. And then it was just like a jumble of scenes. I had no idea what, ha- like, I didn't know how it ended. I was just like, oh yeah, it's about this. And like, and then it was just this jumble of Guys, scenes. The premise, the premise is in the title. Right. I just want to make, I just want to shout out the title of the movie. <laughs> it's the highest concept film, Con Air. A high concept film is when you know what the movie's about, just even from the title, or you just need one line. Yeah. Con Air is genius. I didn't appreciate that, the geniusness of it when I was a child watching this movie a lot, I think, because it was on TNT, but <laughs> yeah. whew, so good, so I just good. I have to point it's out, amazing. too, that watching it, though, on TNT takes out... To watching it on TNT, you lose what yes. is left of the movie. It takes yeah. out, it would have to take out so much. Right. You can't have like, like any of the Danny Trejo no. storyline at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like half or, of the and, lines. And, like, the lines. Speaking of the lines, haven't picked anything yet. There's too oh, much. I'm... There's just too much. In, the way that I'm not so shocked by that either. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll but just like you take events. the show over because apparently goodbye. you like the rules better than we do. Ooh. <laughs> um, no, in a weird turn of events, I know both of mine. Do you? Very nice. There are two Very inevitable great. things when it comes to these episodes. For the listeners who are not imparting on, on season three. Now we're, th- we're, we're two seasons in. We've figured some stuff out. And there is now two themes. Melanie has either not seen it ever mm-hmm. or saw it years and years ago and arguably didn't care for it. And then uh, the other part is Jessica will not have been prepared with, with the, the, again, the, the premise of the, the episode, which is yeah. best <laughs> to pick. I came up with this premise. This she was did. my it's true. This is why this podcast follow the rules. But what I what I wanted to say was what I really appreciate about this movie is like you have the beginning, which first of all, like the way we blow through the exposition scenes in this movie, we're just like, Mm -hmm. we're cooking. We got to get to Con Air. Boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. But then once we actually get to the convicts, we're in the plane and they're like introducing all of these people and they're talking Mm -hmm. about how bad uh-huh. they all are and like especially the danny trejo character i was just like oh, mm-hmm. remember this because i watched it on tnt i was like oh my god this is really uncomfortable um you you kind of get this feeling like this movie could be really intense and it could yes. take some extremely <laughs> dark turns and it almost and it never does and it, it, ne- it, it almost, almost never does yeah. te- because it's- because what this movie is about at its core is entertainment it is it's just action-packed entertainment from top to bottom, and we are not going to do anything that's going to, like, taint that in anyone's mind. And I mm-hmm. love that. I think they yeah. they balance the intensity and the story and the action and yeah. the entertainment perfectly. Which, and that's, which kind I think, of... why people, like, hold this movie on this action pedestal, because it is just... It's... Yeah. We could well, pick it, it apart for all of the little things that mm-hmm. make it like goofy and ridiculous and yeah. and just, you know, 90s popcorn. But like it is really good. It's so entertaining to watch. It's kind of what it's started so the Bruckheimer thing. Like the theme, the, like the theme of the or the, the kind of style of a Bruckheimer film. It kind of it, from what I saw, this is the first movie that when he separated with his his producing partner. Um, mm-hmm. and th- this mm-hmm. kind of was the first time that he kind of did it on his own and kind of became 
Jerry Bruckheimer. Um, And so I think it's interesting that you say that, Jessica, because I think you start to see that really kind of be his signature moving forward is like, hey, yes, I'm going to do some some weird ass concepts um, face off you know, uh, the rock, whatever that is. Um, and, but even, even pirates and, but it's not going to be a matter of, it could go really dark, but we're going to stay right in the middle as Mm -hmm. far as being appealing to all people, but also almost pre Michael Bay of like, we're going to blow up stuff. It's going to be absolute mayhem. Um, and it's going to be impressed with the special effects in this movie. Like they didn't need a ton of it, but like all the stuff on the strip, looked really good i mean i was surprised i mean the strip looked really outdated but well <laughs> and, and i'm were pretty good. sure we're getting into um that was that was all really destroyed because that was the sands hotel before like they they really did destroy the they found out that the hotel was about to be leveled essentially and we're like what? hey um before you do that can we can we do this and they're like yeah sure so like that's legit like, oh, so they, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they found out about the Sands Hotel essentially because it doesn't exist anymore, right, and they were right. just like, "What well, can a we?" Hotels that don't exist anymore, that right? Because a lot catching. of that's. I was I was talking to Kristen. I was like, a lot of that's like old Hollywood, oh, old Hollywood, um, the old, old Strip, um, yeah, and yeah. and or um, old Vegas, and so they were like, "Yeah, can we just like shoot some stuff and 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 destroy some stuff?" And they were like, "Yeah, sure, we're about to." So um, a lot of it oh was gosh. in the can. I did not wow. know that. That is yeah. really wow. cool. Yeah. So oh, that's I really why it looks so good because the, they the flying car. They did it. They destroyed yeah. a hotel for real. The flying car. The, the flying car. The flying car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just appreciated again, everything. That was that necessary? No. With the car. But do it. No. Do it. Yeah. Exactly. I, I. 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 When the car started flying, I'm like, no. What purpose did that serve in the storyline? I was kind of like, did it serve any other maybe? day? I was like, that was would be unusual. Get, I was like, to get it noticed by, I'm like, but they already knew where the plane was. No, so it could drop. So it, it to me, drag. it's, it's yeah. the, it's the comeuppance of the asshole, but... the asshole being mm-hmm. what's his butt. Yeah. Um, just Malloy being like, or whatever. Yes. Where oh, it's right. just like, it's not you, know how, you know how you wanted to like shoot the plane down. You wanted to do all this kind of stuff. La la la. Well, um, you're kind of an asshole. So now here's your car. Bye, bud. Like it, it to me, that's the only thing is to like level yeah. him and John Cusack yeah. to be like, what's up? Sucker, like, let's go. <laughs> I really love John Cusack. Oh, John Cusack. For sure. <sighs> Vince Larkin. I like John... Uh, I think- Listen, I don't love guns, but I like John Cusack with a gun. There's something about it that just, like, gross point blank. <laughs> um, Interesting. The Ice Harvest. It just gives him, like, this extra edge that I didn't think he really needed, but when he has it, it's good. I like it. It works for yeah, you. It, it works, works for, for me. <laughs> would not have seen that coming. Which, um, if you haven't that, seen the Ice Harvest, I know it like totally flies under I've the never radar, heard but of it's it. great. It is great John Cusack dark comedy, um, hmm. and a good movie to watch right now. If you live any, well, you guys don't, but if you live somewhere where you could be covered in ice from January till March, Jessica, yeah. It is freezing right now in Los Angeles. I don't even want to know what you think freezing is because it's negative seven. It is negative seven here. <laughs> that is basically the same as us okay. in Los Angeles. Is it, where it 50 is degrees? 53 degrees. It's 53. I wouldn't even and wear a jacket. Cold. I would be outside doing yoga yeah. with We're... no sleeves in 53 degrees. <laughs> you know who never wears sleeves? 
Nicholas Nicholas Cage, Cage, aka Cameron Poe, with his jacked muscles. What do we think about his accent in this? How do you guys feel about the accent? I hate it. It's not (laughs) good. I don't care. I I read it. I buy it. I don't like it, but I buy it. I read that he chose to make it Alabama, and then I also read that he went to live in Alabama to learn it. And to which I say, which how Alabama, which Alabama did you go to? <laughs> and for how long? Because I think a he day. just went to this. I think he went to the Dick Van Dyke School of Accents. I think is really, truly what happened um, on this one. Because just not great. Not it's great. not. It it's is. Not. It is distracting. It is distracting. But it does make for the the quotable lines from this movie, of which there are many. Uh, it so- makes them so identifiable because you can just easily do that accent and be like, oh yeah, Nick Cage. And, uh, I think the Chicago. character had to have an accent though. Like that character he was hit just the saying things, Sam's accent is like too much. We had to like bring him down, <laughs> make him a little like, give him something that makes him seem a little more like innocent and humble and uh, endearing, I think. Because sure. he's a deadly weapon. He's a deadly weapon. Oh, yeah. Okay, you can't yeah. have that... a deadly weapon just, like, delivering, like, normal speech to you. It has to be toned down a little bit. When the judge delivered that line, I was like, what? <laughs> because, like, okay, I served on a jury where there was an ex-military guy as the, like, defendant. And, God, I wish we could, like, I wish we could have convicted him from being an asshole, but we couldn't. And the prosecution... Pro- had a bad case but um because he i mean like he was like used excessive force and something but it was like like we wouldn't have called him a deadly weapon necessarily and it was just like interesting interesting that this is what we're going with here but it's because he had been trained and he was so good what did he actually do did he throat punch the guy because the cinematics on that he fight, okay, oh, he, he just snapped he his this. neck. It was a, it was a, oh, it was okay. one of these. It might have honestly been one of those where I don't think they actually go into it, but I want to say as like a kid, I was told by some ten year old, "You do this, you could kill someone." It might have been, it might have been one of those where like it, like it, like broke his, like his bottom jaw, and like rammed it into his, like his brain or something. Oh, his brain. Or, like, There's something. some brain. It's almost like brain. it's almost like a like a curb stomp, yeah. like a curb stomp, or like without Got the curb. We've all seen American History X, right, Melanie? (laughs) (laughs) I do think that uh, Nicolas Cage has the worst attorney ever because, honestly, he's like in Alabama. Just just confess. An ex ex military. Alabama ex military. Why did you serve any time at all? You were protecting your your pregnant pregnant wife. wife. A, a national hero. Like, look, I just want to say... Are we saying that there were, I'm there's sorry. no one else in this there's bar no- that could testify to what an insane asshole I these I guy, this main guy was? Yeah. I feel like, for many reasons, this, this, sh- this movie would not work for multiple reasons post 9-11. I just had to say it. Right. Obviously, right. we have... Um, we don't have pretty much any, like playing hijacking movies after 9-11 for obvious reasons but i also think post 9-11 like treating an actual like veteran a troop like this in uh the american justice system would not fly i'm sorry in the south Mm -hmm. come on that that is actually the hardest part for me to believe about this movie is that nicholas cage got 10 years and i think that's why they move through the beginning so quickly because i think that that premise is a little 
tenuous to start, it's and little, they knew it. It's a little light. <laughs> I mean, the re- the the rest of the movie is like so, like it's fantastical, but I can buy it. That premise, I'm like mm, little thin, little flimsy. Yeah, little setup. flimsy. Yeah. <laughs> we 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 honestly don't need it. To be, to be like, we, we could have just started with Nicolas Cage being put on the plane and we could pick up his mm-hmm. backstory. Like we, we, and we don't even need him to be like ex-military to know that he's a good guy. We can figure out other ways for him to be a good guy. Well, we you had know? to see him with uh-huh. Monica Potter, AKA his hummingbird. Right. Hummingbird. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, um, it does a good there. job of setting the stage and setting the character, but like, yeah, they did. They did just. They did too much trying to justify it, and in doing that, it wasn't enough to justify him going to jail for that period of time by any means. It's true. He did need that scene because that's what gave me my worst line. My worst line was. <laughs> oh. Um. I as soon What's as your it, worst line. As soon as it was said, I knew exactly what my worst line was. Because I was like, God, I hate that. And it was early in the movie. It was early in the movie. So, like, I chose it right away. I, like, left room for others. But I think I know what it is. It's when she pulls. he the, the guy's taunting her. And he's, like, getting all aggressive. And then she's, like, trying to be like, don't worry about them. And what she says to him is, come on, daddy. Let's dance. And I was like, No. <laughs> I had, wait that is ter- when she said daddy i was like no you didn't this is the second time the word daddy has been objected to, to such a high level that it is our worst line why do you hate that line because i think it's the way it was said also it, because it was it was it was the way she read it it was the I don't know. I just the way she said it, the way it, the way it fit in that scene, it just took me out of the scene in a way. It's like okay, so we're talking about her being pregnant and all of that, but like her calling him daddy as like the father of the child, but it also was like I don't know. It was weird. I just I agree. Just... I agree with you. There was Something also one right before know. that that was a contender for mine. Where he's like, where the guy's harassing them and she's like, he's just a regular. And he's like, yeah, I'm a regular, regular hound dog. (laughs) No, no, this isn't good. (laughs) This is not good. (laughs) No one would say that. And it's just one of those things. Yeah, I think like the way that she delivers the line and like using the word daddy there in that context, like no one would say that. And those types of things just like it just stops me. I guess I see what you're saying. I think it was, because it was like almost sexual, but also not, and also like referring to the like he's the father of like he's going to be a dad, and it just there was there was a lot of it m- is almost it. yeah, it is almost yeah. sexual, and but she did not yeah. deliver it in that way at all, so it seemed like really <laughs> awkward. If she had said anyway, it a little more, no. like with a little more sultriness in her voice, like she's trying to distract him with her sex appeal and her dirty talk, then yeah, sure. I think that was it. But that's oh, not what she that said. That would have made all. it worse. <laughs> I feel like that would have made it worse. No, for me. It, I don't. I. I think that was the read. Was I was like, it was just like too like 
there was almost like too much of her reading it in like a slightly sexual way, but also in like a you're going to be a dad way that I was like, what are we supposed to get here? And I don't know. I didn't like it. That was my worst line. I have a lot of contenders for worst line. Um, There are so many quotable lines. And though I haven't seen this movie before, I knew some of the lines from it because I'd heard them before. Mm. Uh I, I mean, there were so many. And I think, I think one of them that I was like, Oh, that's what this is from. I believe it is John Malkovich who says it. I think make a move and the bunny gets it. Yeah. Right. Or, like, there's a lot of why good bunny lines. You put the put bunny, the bunny put back the in the bunny box. in the box. Oh. Back in the box. Yeah. Put but like the, the bunny. I know I've heard that line. I know I've heard "Make a move and the bunny gets it." Before. Um, so even though yeah. I hadn't seen the movie, it was like putting a lot in context by watching the movie. Julissa, you were going to say something earlier about uh, John Cusack. I don't know if you remember yes, what you were going to say. Please. Was I? <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I think oh, we, we were talking about Vegas and how they destroyed it. Um, I, watching this movie for the first time, like, many years ago, I think, as the movie wants you to believe, uh, Duncan Malloy, the, the DEA dude, is, like, the villain of the good guys, sort of. Um, yeah. But then, and, and that's true for a lot of it. Like, he puts that agent on the plane with a gun, even though they said there's no gun on the plane, whatever. Um, But then there is a point where Larkin is begging him not to shoot down the plane. And he's like, you know, hold fire, hold fire, whatever. And so then instead of shooting down this plane full of convicts who, yeah, we don't want Cameron Poe to die. But honestly, it would be maybe one sort of like innocent casualty as opposed to well, them there still taking the gu- it to Vegas. Guards. Weren't there still a couple but guards on? Think of how many people they killed in Vegas. Yeah. Think That's of the said. destruction that they caused through the strip. I don't even want to know how many people died in this Vegas situation. Um, yeah. It just seems like a, uh, almost like a, not really a trolley problem, but kind of like, really, did we need to do that? But I mean, I still love it. Obviously, you know, perfect movie, no notes, but, um, <laughs> and the ending, yeah, that part was weird. <laughs> the ending guys, the, en- <laughs> Which the ending? ending, cause it ends several times. <laughs> I was going to say there were several, there were several so endings. endings. The yeah. very end. The fire truck, fire truck. No. Oh, the oh, very end. Oh, yes. The last Which line of the movie. They let the worst um, one out. <laughs> Yes. They left. yes. Oh yeah. Uh, Garland. Garland has changed his mm-hmm. clothes and hit the craps table, and he. Steve Buscemi is just living large. So Such, how I, many I people are going to die because forgot. of that? I, I, I forgot sequel, about that. Jessica. I totally forgot about Con that. Con Air Two. Maybe. So that's Con what Richard. Richard was saying. He Get was like, Steve I think Buscemi. they were they were setting it up for a Con Air Two, and I was like, that's crazy because how why? You, <laughs> we're gonna yeah. How could you do this premise again? Although now I'm like, should I pitch a Conair two right now? Like, yes. guys, Let's I'm see. in the business. This is yes. a missed opportunity. I think we yeah. can do this. You have to um, go. Allegedly, you have to go. Allegedly, Malkovich has said he's in. Really? Okay. Malkovich? Why? <laughs> I guess it was. I read something. <laughs> he, he's yes, dead. He um, he no, it's. Um, I think. I think Cusack said he would do it. Hmm. I don't know. Cusack didn't want to do this one. I don't they know also, if you read they that. They also hated it. Yes, I did. I read that he and Malkovich hated it. Um, 
but yes, no, I, that's where it's yeah. conflicting because I, I read both they hated it, but also the Malkovich and, and Cusack were like, yeah, do it again. Apparently, like, which one is it? Well, Cusack apparently, I don't know if this is true, but there was like a 25 year like retrospective that um, some online publication did. And they were saying that Cusack, his like one condition, mind you, he gets paid a bunch of money to do this, but he didn't want to do mm-hmm. it. And he was like, well, my one stipulation is that I'm going to be um a u.s marshal who wears birkenstocks like he he <laughs> made like his footwear was his choice he was like i just want to be like someone who's never been seen on screen before so he's wearing sandals and socks i don't know that That's was crazy. my one weirdie. i think i'm having a hard time choosing i have a runner-up and then i'll just jump into my worst line because we like did melanie's okay. worst <gasps> line you picked one i did pick one you this picked was one? the one that was really sticking out to me and it's when like they realize that they've been going after the wrong plane because mm-hmm. uh, Pinball put the transponder on this like Grand Canyon mm-hmm. tour train. And yeah. Yeah. Vince Larkin has just said, hey, I know where they're going. A body fell out of the sky and it's they're going to Lerner <laughs> Airfield. You've got to turn around. I don't know what you're chasing, but turn around and come to Lerner Airfield. And, and Malloy is like, no, goodbye, and just hangs up on him. Mm-hmm. And they're about to go like try to shoot down some civilians <laughs> on a tour. And then when they realized that they were wrong, the pilot's like, turn around, we got to go to Lerner Airfield. And then they, like, I can't remember if they cut away to a different scene and come back and they're like, you got to get a hold of Larkin. And he's like, we've been trying. We can't get a hold of him. We don't know where he is. And he's like, he's probably saving, he's off saving the rainforest or recycling his sandals or some shit. It's like, he's the one who told you where to go. You just hung up on him. You know where he is. He's in the shit, and you're not. You fucking dumbass. What? What do you mean he's saving the rainforest? And this and this line has no context either. Like, we don't know jack shit about Vince Larkin. Like, is he some sort of like granola? We just know the sandals. This, no, he I hated it. It was so dumb. Which <laughs> like, we just I guess he just told you. Of course, you know where he is. Was Wait, he, he calling from his cell phone to the radio of the helicopter? Is that the communication line that was quote unquote hung up on? Because that's one thing that I'm like, I'm I'm curious how they hung up on him from he, the radio he, of the helicopter. He called. He called from his office and then got in the car and went. And that's why they couldn't so get a hold of it. It was on his cell phone. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was on or a landline. I, was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't think radios hang up on each other. I was like, radios, you don't, you don't oh, hang even up. Even if you he used a radio talking. and then like didn't take it because he was sick of Malloy, that's valid. Yeah. But that's when he was in, it, it cuts back to him in the the little garage with the, the stingray, uh-huh. like creeping and watching yeah. watching everything happen with, with the thing. So that's where they're like, we can't get a hold of him. And then it shows him like focusing yeah. on that. So it was yeah. dumb it was so know. dumb Weird. of course you can't get a hold of him he's he's watching the convicts land their plane like he told you <laughs> they were gonna do half an hour oh, ago really? but you wouldn't listen my runner-up is just the day i always forget this is dave Chappelle. maybe it's because he's not through like in the mm-hmm. whole movie i just so much more associate this movie with like um ving rames because ving rames is just oh, yeah. so mm-hmm. good um, He's so good but I, I do like every time Dave Chappelle, I was like, first of all, I'm like, how did Dave Chappelle land this role? And because <laughs> mm-hmm. he was not like a big thing to like no. at this point. Um, he had no. done, uh, you've got mail his by whole then. rant okay. when he, mm-hmm. I think he He's had a sidekick and you've got mail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was you've got mail before this? 
Uh, uh, right. I after. guess it was after. And he was in Men in Tights, but Men in Tights is a comedy, which makes sense. Yeah, but he didn't exactly. have a show yet, and I mean, mm-hmm. um, he had not reached the height of his career, so by right. any means. His whole rant, like, I can only assume that maybe they did let him improvise a little bit, or maybe they wrote mm. these, maybe he was allowed to write some jokes, or he they wrote these with him in mind or something, but when he lights the Native American convict on fire Uh, like every single thing that he says first of all it all sounds like um it's added in like like it's punch mm, up there like you never mm, see his face so it's adr yeah yeah um it's all terror it's all terrible and not Not just that it's like (laughs) racist but Mm -hmm. it's not funny either it's not right (laughs) he's like i thought he was singing the ymca what it's mm-hmm. just bad. Yeah. They're bad jokes and they're and they're awful and it's it's just Dave Chappelle type humor and I mm-hmm. don't appreciate it. Well, but then he falls and he uh lands on a car. So yeah, that's what happens mm-hmm. when you make such racist jokes. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> it's well, a direct correlation. Yes. Yeah, you can't argue exactly. with it. Um lesson learned. Um Adam and Julissa, what are your worst lines? Go for it, Julissa. Okay. Um you know, it was really hard because this movie is just chock full of bangers for best line. Worst line is a little harder. Um, but that's not true. Obviously, there are a lot of uh, <laughs> questionable lines. But I think the one that... So obviously, you know, I watched this movie with a drink because you have to. Um, Same. And that was fun. Um, very strong drinks. Um, but the one that, like took me out so much there's so many lines that just made Richard and I just like crack up but this one I had to pause it because I was laughing so much because it is so bad okay we've got John Malkovich who's playing Cyrus the virus um why do they all need nicknames I yeah when what sorry when they do the Apparently end that's credits what happens in prison when they do the end credits and they say everyone's name I'm like what who who i Sally can't dance baby mm-hmm. um so weird but anyway uh cyrus the virus <laughs> has been colluding with this like uh colombian drug lord prisoner yeah. maybe uh last name is sandino yeah. and we learned mm-hmm. that sandino has been double crossing the the convicts on the plane and mm-hmm. he's actually planning on escaping on his own so right. when cyrus learns this he's pissed obviously and He's about to light Sindino on fire. Sindino um, is covered in gas or something, and he's about to light a match. And so Sindino says, Sai, and Cyrus the Virus, aka John Malkovich, says, Anara. Terrible. I was oh. like, come on. Wah, wah. This wasn't even, like, this was not good enough uh, to take me out of that. Like, it just, it was so. It was so cheesy and so bad that, like, you know, there's a certain level of cheese that we all kind of expect from this. And we're like, yeah, I'm on board oh, yeah. with this. I'm buying this. Sure. But that one was, like, lazy cheesy. I felt and bad for John not. Malkovich for having to, to perform <laughs> it. I did. It's like, this is beneath you, honey. I wish Do you would have just walked oh, yeah. up and shot him. <laughs> yeah. We didn't I know. Mean. I know. I'm like, just... I don't know how this came to be. Like, do you... I, I just... I don't know. I'm like wondering, was that in the script? I hope it wasn't, but I feel like it probably was. It had to have been. 
not great. But he so has that, so that, many that's good lines. Line. He has so yes. many mm-hmm. incredible lines. Oh, and like so we we lines. we establish this like this demeanor he has and this vocabulary he has and the way he speaks. And that's just not yeah. something that character would say. It's no, just, no right. he wouldn't, he wouldn't lower sm- himself to make a The character is smarter stu- than that. Yes. Yeah. 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 I agree. I mean, and I think that's why it took me out of it so much. I agree. Good the, choice. The, the line reads of John Malkovich in this movie are just brilliant. They're so, so, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so which, good. That's why me. I can't pick a best line. Well, I know. Adam, what's your worst line? So mine is kind of similar to yours, Melanie, where I'm like, I just... It's it's the read that was so bad, um, which is again a tough one because again, Julissa, like there's a level of cheese that you expect from this. So I'm like, eh. and some of it you're like the cheese is kind of like in the DNA of the movie, so you're like, uh, it, it felt like shooting fish in a barrel. Um, but there's it was again very early on, and it's when they're in um, the prison, uh, and 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 Nicholas Cage is about to get released, and he's with Baby O, and he's talking to him. And he's talking about him and he's just very like Nicolas Cage about everything. And then he just all of a sudden snaps and goes, "Uh uh-huh, I'm going home soon. And it was the way that he, (laughs) the way that he does that read and there's, it's so out of character for him. And there's no like, like it would be one if like all of a sudden there was like a realization of it and like, oh, holy shit, like. Yay! But it was the way that it, it goes right from the conversation very, you know, well, yeah, and then into, <laughs> and I was like, it's the most Nicolas Cage line of the movie, yes. in my opinion, <laughs> which if we're going to, if we're going to say Nicolas Cage is like, you know, um, so yeah, that's just, it really just pulled me the hell out of it. And I was like, now I don't take this seriously. Like it's, it's the part where if you would have just been like, you know, his normal or like a nice, easy ramp up. But because it was, you don't see anything. He goes through all of this stuff for the rest of the movie that is insane. And he doesn't bat an eye on it. But that one thing, he was just unhinged, unhinged about it. And I was like, There's okay, also some really weird editing in this movie too, where especially I noticed mm-hmm. it with Nicolas Cage. And maybe it was Nicolas yeah. Cage just not handling the accent well. But there were a couple <laughs> lines, but this, and it also, I feel like it happened with um, John Malkovich once or twice too, where it was like, they would end a line like with an upward inflection, like they were going to say more and then it would like cut and then they would say like something totally different. They would say yeah. like a different statement. And so it was like, what were you going to mm-hmm. say though? <laughs> and so I wonder if it was something like that where like, this isn't necessarily the case, but maybe there were other lines yeah. and they cut them yeah. out. So it just seemed like this jump where he was like, <laughs> that's absolutely possible given, <laughs> given the editing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the fact that I do think it's like a, it's a full brand new shot. Like it's yeah. with the shot changes and the line all of a sudden takes off and you're just like, what? Yeah. Um, another, but yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right on that one. I did have another contender for a worse line and it was in the airfield when everything's blowing up and Nicholas, it was a Nicholas cage line where he says, it's not all Mai Tais and Yahtzee out here. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Oh my God. So I was so confused. I thought he was, I turned to Richard. I was like, is he just talking to himself? He says, well, baby, oh, it's not exactly Mai Tais and Yahtzee out here. And at that point in time, I did not remember that the other character's name was baby. Oh, so I was mm-hmm. like, is he talking to himself? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I mean, he is still talking to himself. Because right. Because baby is not in that scene. On the plane right. or dead. And I don't, no, at that point. 
I don't remember. He yeah. he's on the plane. Baby O. He's baby not, o no, he's on the plane. Yeah, he's, he's on taking the plane. The he's, he's taking the syringe. It was before he got to, shot, but yes, he doesn't okay. die. Yes. So yeah. it is. Yeah. I will say it is confusing. Yes. Okay. Good. Baby O, the actor who plays Baby O, is also the actor who plays Bubba in Forrest Gump. So okay. Baby oh. O. Yes. Oh, cool. Bubba. And Forrest Gump. Uh, this is something you should know about my partner Richard. Forrest Gump. And Con Air are both movies that he quotes a lot. I can always, uh, for the most part, we've been together for almost 15 years, I can recognize the Forrest Gump ones. The Con Air ones have become such a part of our lexicon that I did not even realize they were from Con Air, including the line, oh no, drugs will end you, son. We say that all the time because I take uh, pharmaceuticals that are prescribed by my doctor. Um, But so there was so much of the, um, the baby O AKA also the Bubba character from Forrest Gump (laughs) that I, I knew that it was like a, the sidekick character who is about to die and or die. It's the same actor. Uh, The lead is a very Southern, actually an Alabaman. uh, Because I think Forrest Mm. Gump is from Alabama. Is Con Air? A remake of Forrest Gump? Oh, no, I'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> I need to. I need to do some things. Um, watching this movie, I couldn't remember if Baby O actually dies or if I was just thinking of spoiler alert Forrest Gump, in which Bubba does die, die. in Vietnam. Uh, but yes, that is why the whole Baby O thing was very, very hard to follow for me. I Can I done. guess a line that gets said in your house a lot? Because when I was watching this movie, <laughs> I decided I will be quoting this line. And once I get it integrated into my, like my weekly movie quotes, uh, it's okay. going to be all okay. the time. This is your barbecue and it tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> I have, you know what? That surprisingly does not get used. Um, but he's like, hey, this is your barbecue and it tastes good. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Richard was quoting this, and he's like, "I don't know how I remember all these quotes." It's, he's insane. So I want to hear some of the ones that you quote. I can't remember them right now because um, my brain isn't working. But okay. uh, well, <laughs> if I remember them, I'll have to. Uh, yeah, there are so many okay. lines that are also like as bad as some of the lines are in this movie. There are so many lines that are like also just like so clever. Um, one of which I immediately thought of you, mm. Jessica. Um, which was an early contender for my best line. I'm like, I can't actually choose that as my best line. I just love the line so much. Was Lady is a dog in a Walt Disney movie. My name is Bishop, guard Bishop to you. <laughs> and immediately thought of you, Jessica. Because... I loved that. <laughs> Lady is a dog in a Walt Disney movie. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I wrote it down. Of course you did. And then another, like, all of Steve Buscemi's lines were great. I mean, same thing with John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. All so good. The, like... John Malkovich. I mean, God. I loved um, the next wings you see will belong to the flies buzzing over your rotting corpse. That's Amazing. a good one. There's a lot of good turns of phrase in this movie. Um, I remembered another one that is used in my household um, that I thought was from Forrest Gump, but is actually from Con Air. Um, they're talking about Garland Green on the plane, and uh, I want to call him Bubba. Baby O says, what's wrong with him? And Nicolas Cage says, my first guess would be a lot. A lot. Uh, <laughs> it's the it's the a lot part that really uh really gets me but yeah there's it's just it's great man i loved i also another 
the the um, another side line I really loved. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go. Okay. Um, I'm Should, we all Nick- people- Should we No, no, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being a troll. I'm just a troll. I'm sorry. <laughs> this platform is not built for four people who want to talk at the same time. I've noticed. No, it's really not. Um, Adam just sitting here cracking himself up. <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> um, okay. I'm just here for the show. <laughs> Welcome. One of the Nicolas Cage lines, similar to the one, like the line read that you just said, was that I just thought was so great was, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to save, the, go save the fucking day. Just like so understated <laughs> how he says it. I'm like, only Nicolas Cage would read that line that way and have it be like somewhat effective. And it was, I was like, that's just great. That's great. As we were talking about lines that we liked, what are some, what are your best lines? I'm going to work up to my best line. Okay. I got to go through the John Malkovich. I got to go through the John Malkovich because I really can't decide, but I'm like, I'm I'm working towards it and I just have to give them all a shout out. So there was this one line, this was not a contender, but it's a big vibe. When when they finally get John, they get Cy Grissom on the phone and Malloy like starts shouting at him or whatever. And he goes, hey. I don't like him. If he speaks again, this conversation is terminated. And I was like, Whew. Richard said he was going to start using that. In he was like, that's vibe. incredible. It is amazing. I just so like, God, that's such an energy like that. Okay. I feel deeply. <laughs> um, then, then I did the, the, I just love the contempt he also, that he has for the Danny Trejo character, that whole conversation that they have when he's like he's johnny 23 and that's because you had 23 counts of mm-hmm. of our Raping word women yeah sorry didn't know we and, were trying to no, not say that no. i just personally didn't want to say okay it, that's fair that's fair i'm not trying to censor it but he says they'd call me johnny 600 if they knew the truth which ew I yeah hate. yeah Ooh. yeah and he yeah. and and sai says ah doesn't have quite the same ring to it Anyway, I despise rapists. To me, you're somewhere between a cockroach and the white stuff that accumulates in the corner of your mm-hmm. mouth when you're really thirsty. Mm-hmm. This is brilliant. That's that amazing. Is so that's good. That's incredible yeah, that's incredible line. So good. But so good. Okay. The one that I that just like that I had to go back and rewatch. Even it's shorter, but I just had to re- like just the delivery of it. They're like trying to decide they're going to kill the guards that they've taken hostage, the, the mm-hmm. marshals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Nicholas Cage, like real quick jumps in and is like, no, you can't like, we need them as leverage. Cause you know, he's a good guy. Right. He doesn't want anybody, the innocent people to die. So, and he's like, well, I'm, sh- I know. And it's the Ving Rhames character at that point, I believe. That's Diamond getting, dog. Getting yeah. ready. Mm-hmm. And what yeah. is his real name? Nathan or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nathan. Remember. But he's like, I know Nathan's reasons for wanting to um, go ahead and shoot these guards. He said, and my own proclivities are well known and often lamented facts of penal lore. Yep. (laughs) It's a great line. I just love, I love like genius mastermind, like mellow tempered villains. It's, and he just like, it feels like they wrote it. He just like created it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's it's kind of this is the I want to say this is the first time that he had kind of taken on a role such as this, and then yeah. he was so good at it that he just 
the next yeah. several projects he yeah. did were all just versions of this. Right. Uh, that like super smart bad guy mm-hmm. vibe thing. Um, but no, you're absolutely, it's so good. He's so good in this one. My own. I just love that. I'm going to try to incorporate that into my, like, I've never <laughs> served time, but we'll pretend. Ooh, that's a good threat, though. You could be like, <laughs> you could just say it and people will be like, these are well known and often limited <laughs> facts of penal lore. And they'll be like, people are like, oh my gosh, did she, did she serve time? <laughs> did she, she's been to prison. Or What's even worse, do? does she love Con Air? <laughs> <laughs> They're like right here. I know. They're right I, here. I, I am a person who loves Con Air, so it's fine. I, <laughs> I should probably lead with that in conversation and have people be scared of me. There you go. Julie, that's a great line. Work. That's a great line. What's your best line? Okay. So I, it's funny to me, I didn't even consider a non Nicolas Cage line as my best line. I just, even though uh, there's so it's many. exactly great, how I was with John Malkovich. <laughs> so many great like John Malkovich lines, but I almost felt like. Like I was like, yeah, of course I could choose a John Malkovich line because he's he's got so many great lines and he's a fantastic actor and like really sells his character, except for the Sayonara one, which is why it's my worst line. But the Nick Cage line that I just I don't know, it really stuck with me. Cameron Poe is trying to apprehend the the subset of the bad guys, the the Sandino and his his crew or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's telling the guys, like, you can take the jet, you can take Sandino um, and Rot or whatever, like, but if you fire that gun, because he's got a gun pointed at him, if you fire that gun, 20 pissed off prisoners are going to hear it. And then he says, comprende ese, which, okay, fine. But then the the dude, the henchman, screws on a silencer on his gun, because now they're not going to hear it. And he says, hooray for the sounds of fucking silence. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I just it. love that read the the way hooray like hooray <laughs> for the sounds of fucking silence as he has a gun to his head basically with a silencer he still has you know he's still got to get that in there um, he's got to throw some sass man he's, he's got just... to he's got to also got as to. I have learned from watching films with my partner who is interested in how these things work a silencer does not actually necessarily mean that no one will hear it but. You know, right. for the purposes of this film and that line, sure. Yeah, I just thought that was a great line, Reed. I did like the whole scene where they first meet, but then, like, at some point to the whole Sandino thing, um, mm-hmm. John Cusack has a great line where he's like, if you can't trust a South American drug lord, who can you trust? <laughs> I did like that one. I I really liked that one. Probably well, my favorite John Cusack well, line. That, that was one of my contenders, not necessarily because that line, but because the whole exchange. So good. And then there's like that yeah. pause and like, that was a joke. And Nicolas Cage responds, thanks for telling me. And it's so... Thanks for telling me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Is that where, is that where he also says the line, this is another Nick Cage line that I liked where he says, there's only two men I trust. One of them's me. The other's not you. Is that in <laughs> that you. scene? Loved it. That's right before I like that it. a lot. That was when they first meet. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then he's like, well, they just... They just took the plane. They left. They, whatever. And he's like, "Well, if you can't trust <laughs> South American drug lord, who can you oh. trust?" Adam, oh, what's your what's so your good. best line? Um, this will probably surprise no one. Um, but um, I again speaking about uh, a, a, just a great line. Um, can you fly? Well, if your dick jumps out of your pants, you're jumping out of this plane. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
I, you keep that in mind, Johnny, because if your dick jumps out of your pants, you I, it was just spine. so. And again, Perfect. it's done so Malkovich dead, just yeah. But with his read, it's just poetry. Like it's so it stupid. Is. It's <laughs> such a dumb line, but the way that he does it with his Malkovich flair, you're just like, and it is, and you absolutely are like, oh no, he would really do it too. Yeah. Like there's yeah. no. It's terrifying and hilarious at the same time. And it, mm-hmm. I just love it so much. It's so good. <laughs> and again, it's yes. also towards Danny Trejo, who I'm like, you have to control him. Yeah. Like, it's one of those where it's just, you, there was it's layers the worst, of that. The worst of the worst, Danny Trejo's character. It's like, really? This is the guy that everyone looks down on, which is great because he sucks. He's terrible. Yeah. Um, right. But like, yeah. Garland Green, we haven't even talked about, and I know Wait, this is a podcast okay, where we talk so about best lines and worst lines, but I just want to say, I was going to say, we are going to get into Garland Green because several of my best line contenders oh, okay. are Garland Green. Oh, perfect, perfect. Okay, so, okay. In okay, fact, like, it might end up being Garland Gar- Green. a Garland Green line. His monologue? His, I was just going to say that so his good. monologue is so creepy. The But it's also so, I mean, I would consider... But if you don't read it like you're Garland Green, it's it's just normal it's just a normal right. thing to say it's a question when he's like they were insane now you're talking semantics what if i told you insane was working 50 hours a week in some office for 50 years at the end of which they tell you to piss off ending up in some retirement village hoping to die before suffering the indignity of trying to make it to the toilet on time wouldn't you consider that to be insane basically describing capitalism and i'm just like yeah no i'm with you with you totally dude and then goes Mm -hmm. you consider that to be insane and obviously like this guy is a madman because he has killed 30 plus people um but the way that steve buscemi reads it just so cool like everything he says is just so even keeled and i think that's what all three of them nick cage uh, John Malkovich and Steve Buscemi do so well. Is there's so much craziness and madness and everything going around on around them, and everything they say is just like smooth. I, I think that would probably be my best line is that monologue where he goes, "Now you're just talking semantics," and that how he goes into it. Um, the other contender that I had was also a Steve Buscemi line, which is when the convicts who are not the the people who got brought onto the plane. Um, but they're not like the super crazy dangerous ones. They're dancing to Sweet Home Alabama. And he goes, define irony. Mm-hmm. A bunch of idiots dancing on a plane to a song that was made famous by a band that died in a plane crash. And he's just so it's it's such a like smart line. There's so much to it. And it's, he's just mm-hmm. his character's just observing everything around him. And I think that's what makes the character yeah. so interesting is because he's out of the fray, which is how he escapes and goes undetected because he's just, he's not getting involved. Twice. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Twice. I mean, he goes to see the, I guess he's not really escaping, but he just leaves the group. Yeah. Where, what, why is there a little girl just, just playing in, in an abandoned pool in an by an pool. abandoned airfield? Mm-hmm. Do we think that girl is real? I I was watching I it and I was know. like, is this this is so that's possible. Talk about the editing. Why? She's Do not. You, she's like giggling every fucking like moment, yeah. but he, nothing is funny. He hasn't she's even like said dirty. anything. Yeah, she's dirty. It's weird. I prefer. There's that. no. 
I prefer it, everything is so in his very mind, and it's creepy, but it's also then there's not like this little girl in danger of an abandoned pool. I prefer that read, Julissa. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've I, always taken it very, very literal. Same. And just assumed that she's there, and we're supposed to like assume that maybe he killed her. Um, but then we see her like waving goodbye. That's the only part that I think is a little weird about it is when she's like looking at the plane and giggling again is like, okay, maybe she is real. Like, right. Like, is real, but I like Julissa's, it, but it's weird. I it feel like they probably strange. added that, that waving part. I feel like they probably added it after they screened this movie to people and they were like, Hey, maybe don't like, insinuate he that he fucking killed this child. Right. Because uh, yeah. the teacup is broken. The teacup is broken on and that they pan to with nobody there to, in, in, in other words, insinuate that she is right. dead. Um, but, but then, is yeah, it's such... almost like they're trying to like pull out. Well, he <laughs> it's takes just the weird doll. because from a narrative standpoint, he's almost, and please t- don't take this literally, he's almost made out to be not as bad as yes. he's said to be. I agree. He right. is. Yeah. Like, he almost at the end of the movie has this happy ending that you're almost like, good for him. Like, it's weird because you do like all this following up. His- Maybe he's rehabilitated. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. He, well, he, he, he says the thing about capitalism. He th- says he, he hangs out with the girl and she's just fine. And like, then he ends up being completely fine with the, you know, on the craps table. And you're like, are you trying to tell us the audience that like, this was a good thing that he like went off and did his like, yeah. But he killed all these people, <laughs> or did he? And I was just like, "What the fuck?" Like, it's, yeah, he's a serial it's killer. He weird. killed over thirty people. They bring right. him on the on the plane he's like so he's fucking Hannibal told. Lecter. Yes, yeah, right. like it's but insane. Yeah, to your, but to your point, what we hear is that doesn't match up with what we've seen. Exactly, yeah. we yeah. never actually see him being crazy anything. or doing anything. anything, and he has ample opportunity in all of the chaos. And with the girl, and they're in like, uh, yeah, it doesn't match up. And it's and very he odd. just such you could you could almost watch the his storyline in two different ways, and it would work both ways. You can watch it and believe everything they say, which makes his his characterization very creepy and very mm-hmm. like tense, like full of this tension and question. But then you could watch it like, no, he was totally wrong, wrongfully convicted and he's just a normal guy. Yeah. Or, right. you know, it was. And, yeah, and, I can't watch and it. And like you that. can watch it. And he's like, because he really, yeah. Steve Buscemi, like, doesn't, so good. No. doesn't put too much into it. Like, no. John Malkovich he's not even attempting puts, to be creepy either. Like he's not like crazy. He's just exactly, being Steve Buscemi. You know, yeah, that's right. right. But that's exactly which what he is creepy. Yeah. Everything is just so even healed. Like he's just staring straight ahead, kind of like yeah. looking blank, and and that like sly smile and everything he says. That and that's what makes it so. Creepy. He's almost like he's almost like his character from Armageddon, where he's just like. He, he goes and he just kind of snaps and he's just like, you know, riding the nuke and like all that kind of stuff. But other than that, he's just a really smart dude who's just like, <laughs> yeah, this is all, it's a rat race and it's crazy and like, or it's an Adam's Family Values quote, which is, you know, serial killers. They're just like, they, they look like just like everybody else sort of thing. Lending right. to that whole. I understand the idea that like if he's, you know, truly antisocial and he's a sociopath that like, 
he's going to think that everything he does is normal and he's just going to go about, he's going to seem like a completely normal person and none of this really phases him. And I think we definitely get that vibe from Cyrus, like, right. And, and we also get that vibe from, from Garland, but like even more toned down Mm -hmm. and even more like, this is totally normal and I'm not crazy at all. And I think that's why. And, um, but like the fact that we never see him do anything, tw- yeah. anything that hints at what we've been told about him is a little, it's an interesting choice. It's a very mm-hmm. interesting choice. I'll just, I, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what the purpose of it was, but like we had so many opportunities to see him do anything, something, and he doesn't. Even if he was a serial killer and, like, is a serial killer, I don't think, like, what's going on in this, like, convict, like, they're a whole, like, debacle. Like, it goes against his, it just goes against even, like, taking the assumption that he wasn't wrong. It wouldn't be fun for him. No, he he works alone. Um, He's just, like, this is, like, it's not it's not the vibe. So it's not surprising to me that he, we see none of it because he's just flying under, like this is not right. his style. Yeah. Right. It's, it is interesting from a, from a, a writing standpoint that they introduce a gun and the gun never goes off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you will, to, to use that, to use that kind of old trope. Um, yeah. So it is, it's unless again, it did and they then edited it and fixed it and, and due to whatever reason. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what that is. Um, a contender for my best line. And I just couldn't choose it because it was like, it, it was a contender, but I'm like, it really isn't what I think the best line is, but it was up there. It was, why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? Um, because <laughs> love it. it. Just, it's great. Like, why classic. You put the bunny in a classic Nick Cage reading and is such a through line of the movie is the bunny. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? Um, the other thing that, that we have why not. Why does he give it to her at the end? No, I hated that. I hated that. So I feel much. so bad for this child. Oh, no, I hated that so much. I feel so bad like, for this child that in... this is the first time she sees know, her dad and he is like sweat fuel and dirt like blood blood coming out of multiple <laughs> places and he still just walks right up i think i would have been like i would have like waved and maybe pulled the mom to the side and been like i'm gonna go like <laughs> clean up and maybe get some stitches and then mm-hmm. we can meet for breakfast and, um, meet right. for breakfast, and maybe buy a different souvenir because you're in vegas and there's money raining from the sky just take a beat take a maybe beat. get your haircut like you said you were going to right. like we're like I don't know. It's just too much. And she's scared. And it's like, yeah, yeah. me too. He does not look great. Mm-hmm. And this is what <laughs> looks like he's in bad shape. Over for that child. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will say what's interesting is, and I don't know if maybe I'm crazy, but I think if I, if I saw this correctly, there's the shot of the bunny washing down the 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 whatever Mm -hmm. um the the gutter there and there's money raining from the sky Mm -hmm. correct me if i'm wrong continuity wise that's wrong the 
truck that explodes with the money is at the end of the fire engine chase. Mm -hmm. Very far away from where the plane is. Mm. He picks it up. Why is the, the bunny should be where the plane is, which is very far away from where the fire engine chase Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that then crashes into the Brinks truck as we're led to whatever (laughs) it is. So how did the bunny get, so far away, and because you see the, the the cash is still falling from the sky, mm-hmm. and I think it was just a weird like, like okay, so it's just I don't know why it just I noticed it and it bothered me, and I was like, what? <laughs> what? How is this bunny everywhere? Apparently, it's or, or got all the way over there. Anyway, it, it's just I I also a magical I mostly bunny. just noticed that the bunny is in the gutter, wet as fuck, and then it's dry mm-hmm. when he gives it to her. And Richard was like, "Sorry, it's well, a little that's, dirty." Yeah, that's how long he had to walk across Vegas. It had time to dry. I'm like, mm, it's not that I don't big. Think so, right. but right. all right. But also, how did it get way across Vegas? I is the other thing. You know what, guys? Anyway. The bunny is a metaphor. <laughs> the bunny is a metaphor. The bunny is. is the journey we took and the friends yeah, we the made along. Yeah, the real bunny yes. was inside yeah. us all along. <laughs> is so um, that was your? Did you say that was one of your best lines, Melanie? It was a contender, but my best line I'm going to give to the um, okay. it's a matter of semantics, Steve Buscemi speech, just because I think it 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 mm, just yeah. calculates okay. his character so well, and the way he says it, it just sets up it just sets up the dichotomy between him and everything else going around very very well. Well, it is so funny too like he says it as if it's a justification like as if what capitalism does to people is like some sort of justification for making the choices that he's apparently made mm-hmm. where it's like no <laughs> um mm-hmm. we can all be frustrated with working 50 hours a week until we're in a nursing home and not kill right constantly i mean i don't i mean there's a whole lot in between here garland <laughs> i don't agree with that justification it is it's very fight club coded Yep. But I thought it was a very good line and a very good performance of the line. Um, The other thing that I wrote down multiple times in my notes was this fucking soundtrack. Because it is so, so... Yes, same here. Oh my god. The electric guitar just like twanging at points that made no sense for what was going on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was... Oh I did, my God. I did read I, specifically about the soundtrack is um, the Leanne Rhyme song uh, was both nominated for best original song and worst original song at the, at the, at the Razzies. It, it was nominated for a Razzie and an, and an Academy Award. And it, oh it didn't win gosh. either. It didn't win either, but I was like, that track. And she was 14 when she sang the song. What this, a, what a, what a the mess. The version Leanne in Rhymes. the movie is the Trisha Yearwood version. I don't, know if you guys, Yearwood. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Trisha Yearwood, uh, Leanne Rhymes sort of lore. They both sang the song, but Trisha Yearwood is the one oh, that opens they? the movie. I don't know if it's, I think it's the same oh, okay. one that closes it. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if Leanne Rhymes, I've, I've forgotten my like country star lore for this movie, but um, yeah, the original I was Trisha Yearwood. she has Yearwood. something to do with this one. I think she has something to do with this version in this movie. Well, she, like, yeah, her version. Like she record a version like for the. She must have. The Leanne Rhymes is the one. The that's the one that everyone remembers because that's the one that's like, right. uh, sort of like a, not quite, but a, like you know Dolly Parton, Whitney Houston, I will always love you sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah the leanne rhymes one is the one that everyone remembers is that, is that a diane warren song probably it is it has it is. every making of a diane warren song um but no the the, the book ending and yeah it is trisha trisha yearwood in it i want to say they just said leanne rhymes was 14 when this movie came out that's what it was i misread okay. so yeah julius is right any last thoughts about this movie just the bunny baby that's all i, th- I think i protect the bunny was thoroughly entertained i just have to say i was a little nervous about it when we chose this and i was kind of talking about like oh i gotta watch con air like i guess i just when you think about it and i think i do this with a lot of mo- movies like Bruckheimer movies and things like that from that era where I think like, Oh God, I mean, this is just going to be cheesy. It's going to be outdated. It's going to be bad writing. It's going to be just like action for the sake of action. And like, I'm that I'm just not going to be into it. Like, and I'm just going to be picking it apart. And no, that did not happen with this movie. And I feel bad that like I did that to this movie in my brain. Like I was wrong. I was wrong. This is a highly entertaining movie and I would watch it again. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, it was one of those movies. I think I just wrote off in my brain of being like a cheesy, vapid nineties, uh, action, action flick. And yes, it sort of is, it is yeah. but it's good. For like sure. it's really entertaining. It does. It's, it doesn't take any of that to to a point where it's like, oh god, this movie. Like that's what I had done to it in my head. It was very much like, oh god, Con Air, you know. Um, and no, it's really, really entertaining movie. I enjoyed the ride that it took me on highly. And I don't know if that's like the performances or if it is just better. Like as we've covered, there are really good lines in this movie. It's not just a bunch of lines of like move the plot along. And it's not all cheesy lines around the action. Like there is some substance to it, not a ton, but enough to make these characters like entertaining to watch and to let these actors do stuff with the characters so that they're not completely just, you know, pawns in, in the explosions and the chases and all of that. Um, The ending to me, once they get, once, once Cameron gets control of the plane, I felt like there was a good 10 to 15 minute stretch where I was like, okay, this is just so much action. Like you definitely get that feeling that like um, they're sitting there, you know, there's some sort of meeting going on with like, you know, executives just going more action, no more action. We need a bigger chase. We need another chase. We need a fire truck. We need more explosions. So to me, I would say like, it's, it is entertaining if that's what you're going for. I would say that the Vegas, the Vegas portion of it for me just went on a tad too long where mm-hmm. I was like, this is obviously okay, I the last 15 minutes of the movie. I was just like, okay. Like I was like, okay. I mean, like I watched it, but I was like, that's where I lost my interest. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thoroughly, having never seen it, having for all the reasons that you kind of said, 
Jessica, of like why, why you had written it off in your head. Like that was why I was like, this just doesn't seem like a movie that I would like. I'm not a huge like boom explosion. Like Michael Bay, I couldn't care less. And I had a feeling, I like, I just would like put this in that same category. It was so pleasantly surprised to be like, no, this is like very funny. And the performances are very good. And it's not all like boom explosion. Right. Which was very entertaining when they did happen too. Yeah. Um, it's not what, but so I am glad that you all made me watch it. Yay! We win. We win again. <laughs> I think I'm the well, only uh, person who has made you watch movies that you don't like. They've all been my suggestions. Yeah. That tracks. That fully tracks. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> movies that I was like, I am so mad. No, I didn't. I didn't dislike Dracula. You did, and I had to talk you into liking it. That's yeah, the whole episode is not... Diana and I convincing you that you actually did like. You're it. You're just gaslighting her into yeah. liking Dracula. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, I appreciated it. it was more like I appreciated it at the end of that our discussion. It wasn't. I didn't enjoy watching it. No, um, yeah, no, I didn't. Anyway. Like it. <laughs> Anyway, I stand by. I'm so mad you made me watch House of Gucci. But that's I'm mad thing. I made myself watch House of Gucci. Yeah. Anyway, I am so glad you guys made me watch this movie. The amount of times in my adult life that someone has just been like, "Oh my God, Nicolas Cage is my favorite actor," and like, "Oh, Con Air is so good." Like, it's it is a thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. there's something about this movie in particular that, like, if you watch it at a formative time or yeah. I don't know, like it can shape your, your movie viewing preferences and it sticks in your mind. I, you know, it, like Adam was saying, it was sort of genre breaking. Like it created this new type of movie. Yeah. Uh, Bruckheimer really like finding his style and, and making it big. I mean, it was a huge deal mm-hmm. when it came out. And, and I think, Nicholas Cage, like, this is just such an iconic role. And he's an actor that really, like, people don't... I feel like there are so many people who are just waiting to talk about how much they love Nicholas Cage. There are a lot of people that I've noticed. He's very polarizing. That, that they're, they just love him. They're obsessed with him. And then, you know, it comes up... In, one of his movies comes up in conversation and they're like, oh my God, I love Nicolas Cage. He's my favorite actor. And it's... I, I would never guess that. It's not something that I'm used to hearing. But as I get older, I meet more and more people who are just like... Yeah, I hear he's, he's He's the he's the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I get that. And I think what Nicolas Cage has going for him is that he's done everything. Mm-hmm. You don't find a lot of actors who have covered the genres and the types of roles that he has. He's not afraid to do whatever. Yeah. Exactly. You can follow us on Best Line Worst Line on Instagram uh, and download, subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts, Best Line Worst Line, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys.
considering my audience, I'm gonna make this very quick, very simple. This is the boneyard. This is the hangar. This is our plane. What's that? That's a rock. 